You're listening to Hope on the Homefront, the official podcast for Homefront Heroes Ministries. I'm your host, Taylor Blackburn. We're a group of military wives on a mission to help you find joy in your journey. We're jumping in the trenches to encourage you when you're struggling, help you grow in your faith, and support you through military life. Because here, you are seen. Here, you're essential. Here, you are never alone. Welcome home. Let's go. Hey, Hope Keepers, welcome to this week's episode of Hope on the Home Front. Today is going to be a little different than normal. I have actually pulled an old episode out of the vault, if you want to call it that, from my previous podcast, Camo and Cuddles. I've mentioned it before, but I used to have a podcast that I ran called Camo and Cuddles, and I've actually pulled an episode that I recorded about a year, if not longer, ago, and I've repurposed it, and I'm going to try and use it on here because there was so much content that I put out over the year and a half of having that podcast that I did not want it all to just go to waste, but it's been a little challenging because not only has my mic setup changed where I feel like the sound quality of this versus that sounds night and day different and might be a little confusing (laughs) to hear, Um, I also feel like I have really, and I say this with a humble heart, found my comfort in podcasting now. I've kind of found my podcast voice where as before I was reading off scripts and I felt so nervous to click record. Now I feel super excited to click record and I feel like I'm just sitting down with you, you know, having a conversation instead of talking at you, I'm talking with you. And so that came over time and it just came through doing it over and over and over again. And so um, pulling some of those older episodes, I don't feel like I talk or communicate the way that I do now. And it just sounds a little different, but it could just be one of those situations where you feel like you sound one way and then you listen to yourself and you're like, who is that person? (laughs) So I don't know. But when you hear the tone, you hear the sound difference, that is why is because I'm going to be playing through an episode that I recorded quite a ways down the road is no that's future okay I recorded way back when there we go um okay so we're talking today about what not to say to a military wife now in this episode you will hear me reference the military wife as military spouse over and over again and that's honestly one of the biggest things that I have grown in the past year plus is realizing that there actually is a difference between military spouse and military wife in Homefront Heroes Ministries we are targeting and we are working to reach the military wife we are looking to support the wife who is at home while her husband is serving and so sometimes with the word military spouse, you're actually lumping in males. Uh, maybe the, the dynamics in their homes are the male is not serving and his wife is. And so if that's the case, um, that kind of misses the mark on what we are trying to do in our ministry. And so that's just something that I have grown in and learned. And now I've changed my verbiage to say military wife very consistently. But overlook that. And when you hear me say military spouse in this episode, Um, Just know that I mean military wife. The other thing that I did, and I try to edit it out um, as much as possible, is I used to say when I was recording, no matter what, I would say soldier as if it represented 
every single branch. And I have come to realize yet again, these lessons learned that that is not the case, right? We have so many different branches. They are called so many different things beyond soldier. And so I try to be more inclusive in my verbiage when I'm speaking now where I will say military man. That way you can fill in the blank for whatever branch that you are in and whatever way you need to. So those are just a few things to keep in mind as you are listening to this episode. Keep in mind that I, as I said, have just changed a lot, but I feel like the heart of the episode was still there and it was intact. And so I wanted to share this, especially because this topic is something that I feel like it's very easy for people to not realize or understand what military wives go through. So I'm hoping that this episode will bring some enlightenment and perspective to anyone who is non-military. That way you can share this episode with them and let them know that you would love for them to listen to it just to have a greater, deeper understanding of what military wife life is like. Uh, And before we get into the bulk of the episode, which really highlights that further and then even gives some recommendations on the best way for them as non-military people to help support and assist you as a military wife, I wanted to read through a few things that military wives have actually been told. We put this out on our Homefront Heroes Ministries Instagram page, and I'm just going to read a few of the comments. I'm not going to say who they were from, but you can go click over there, even add your own if you have something to add to this. But some of the worst comments that military wives have actually been told have included these things. So has your husband killed someone yet? How are you feeling about him getting back? My nephew and his wife got divorced after three deployments because it was just too much for them. If your kids miss their dad that much, why don't you just go visit him? As if they could go to a combat zone (laughs) to visit their dad. Um, Let's see what else is on here. Oh, well, it's just a National Guard deployment, even though they were still gone for nine months. You signed up for this. If you don't like it, why don't you just get out? Well, you get free health care and housing, and they give you more money for having more kids. You need to just embrace the suck. (laughs) Y'all, that's just a few of the many messages that came through. Um, But it's safe to say that military wives are constantly hit with comments that I'm sure are well-intended or not fully understood what the person is actually saying, but it makes it hard to navigate those feelings. And so... I just want you to know, as a military wife, to a military wife, from my heart to yours, you are not alone in receiving this type of comment. Um, If your heart hurts hearing those things, I want you to know you are not alone in that pain. But to also realize that we have a unique opportunity that we really need to take advantage of to show empathy and also enlighten the people in our lives. If someone makes a comment like one of the things you just heard listed, you have the right and even a responsibility to let these people know, hey, yeah, what you're saying might have some truth to it, but this is actually still very hard and very challenging for our family to navigate. Or for example, let's say someone tells you that you should just go visit your husband while he is overseas in a combat zone. Let them know in a kind and truthful manner 
that's actually not safe and we are not able to go visit our husband while he is in a combat zone. It's as simple as that. Um, But sometimes people just do not understand the gravity of the comments that they are making. They need to think a little bit more before they speak and we need to show them grace and compassion and mercy and understand that for the most part, the people in our lives probably do not intend any harm. And if you have someone in your life who doesn't seem to care um, about your well-being or about genuinely supporting you, their comments are always negative and discouraging, it might be a sign that you should kind of separate yourself a little bit from them. There's also nothing wrong with doing that. If you have made it clear to someone what your needs are and what your expectations are, and there is no respecting that, um, they have then made the choice for you for you to need a little bit of space um, so that you are not continued to be hurt and harmed time and again. So I feel like that was a really big uh, build up to what we're about to launch into. But without further ado, enjoy this old school episode from Camo and Cuddles, now proud property of Hope on the Homefront. All right, you guys, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I am no good at math, but I tried my hardest to total up about how many days I've spent away from my husband due to his military service, and it came out to somewhere around 488 days, which sounds like such a big number, but truthfully, that number is very low compared to what some military families have faced. I've missed anniversaries, holidays, and birthdays with my spouse because of his military service. I've handled full-blown cross-country moves without him, given birth without him by my side, and solo parented for months on end, tucking my kids into bed every night while giving them kisses for both mommy and daddy. And I can recall times when I talked about how hard or frustrating or annoying different parts of my life was during those months apart, and then hearing comments like this, well, you knew what you were signing up for, or, well, what do you expect? And here is the thing that I wish I could say in response. Yes, I knew that this military life would be hard, and yes, I knew that it would require me to be away from my husband at times, sure. But what I didn't know was how lonely it would feel to do so much of life solo. I didn't know how hard it would be to have to explain to my kids why daddy wasn't able to come home and play with them day after day, how independent I would be forced to become for the survival of our family, and then how challenging it would be each time my husband came home and we had to figure out how to coexist once more. I never knew that intimacy could feel so awkward after so many years together or that a phone and Wi-Fi signal would be so vitally important for my marriage because when your main source of communication during the times that you're actually able to talk, (laughs) um, when it stems from a laptop or a cell phone, you realize how important things like that are. The list runs long for all the ways that I didn't actually know what I was signing up for. Because who could ever know the emotions and feelings of things not yet lived? Who could ever prepare for a life spent with someone that's founded on the constant need to be away from them? 
And it's my hope that today's episode will serve two purposes. Number one, to offer some much needed validation for the way that you might feel on a daily basis. I want you to know, Mill Spouse, I see you, I feel you, and I get you. Number two, I want it to shed some light on what it's like to be a military spouse so that you can maybe share this episode with your friends and family who might not fully understand what it's like to be a military family because it is so different. I will never forget the day that it fully sank in that I was a military spouse. Now you'd think that it would have been me watching my handsome husband swear in as he was standing in front of that beautiful red, white, and blue flag with his hand raised high and he swore his oath of allegiance Me standing in the crowd with a smile the size of Texas plastered on my face. But no, that was not the moment. The moment for me was when I was taking out the trash. Yeah, strange, I know. But that is the distinct moment that I remember feeling this new bizarre feeling about my new life as a military spouse. All right, let me give you some backstory because I'm sure you're a little confused. My husband had shipped out for boot camp around our sixth month of marriage, so I spent the other half of my first year of marriage solo. And as a military spouse, you're thrown head first into a chaotic life of keeping things on the home front completely operational. Better yet, thriving. Everything falls on your shoulders. Things that you're maybe used to doing like cooking and cleaning and working or caring for the kids, but then a long list of things you might not be so used to doing like getting the oil changed or finding a plumber when the toilet breaks late at night or taking out the trash. So over the six months away from my husband during our first year of marriage, I did all the things. Life went on. Adapt or overcome, they say. So adapt I did. I took the trash out, which felt weird at first, but over time it became normal. I did it without thinking, and it no longer felt like a strange burden. So then fast forward to the return of my dashing soldier. One night, I did what I'd done a hundred times before. I walked over to the overflowing trash can, tied up the strings, and began to shuffle that bag out to the dumpster. When I heard my husband say, Tay, what are you doing? Confused, I I turned around and I said, "Uh, taking out the trash? (laughs) To which he replied, I'm home now. Let me take care of that. It was such a small thing, I know, but to me, that was the moment. That moment, for whatever the reason, made my heart realize how complex this military life would be. It was a realization of how independent I'd have to become and then how challenging it would be to let someone take care of me for a change. The ever-swinging pendulum of being completely independent during the months of separation and then having to remind myself when he returned home that I actually had someone I could depend on. So what was your moment? I'm sure you must have one. That moment where you realized that despite how many times you'd been told, well, you knew what you signed up for, you were actually completely clueless. If you're a military spouse, you'll most likely agree with what I'm about to say. But for all you non-military listeners out there, I'd like to try and paint a picture for you of what military life feels like to those of us living it. Are you ready? 
Military life is a lot like one giant puzzle, okay? Each day of your life, a piece of that puzzle, and the United States government holds every piece in their hands. (laughs) Sometimes they throw what feels like 50 pieces at you all at once, as if just to, to enjoy watching you scramble to put the pieces together. Sometimes it feels like they talk and they talk and they talk about one crucial piece of the puzzle, and then they hold on to it. They just hold it or they just leave it on their desk, (laughs) leaving you in limbo, completely unable to move forward with making any progress on completing your puzzle. Sometimes military life feels like your puzzle is coming along nicely, everything is going well, and then one day someone comes along and snatches the center of your puzzle away, leaving you steps behind where you started. And there is nothing more challenging than trying to explain your puzzle to your loved ones. Oh, honey, honey, tell me, what does your puzzle look like? Sweet grandma innocently asked at dinner one night. Uh, I don't know. How could you not know? Because uh, I'm watching it all come together too, Grandma. Uh, one day, one day it looks one way, and then the next day it looks totally different. I- I'm sorry. That's what it's like. I know that that is a completely silly analogy, but I hope it helps because that's the best way I know how to explain what my life as a military spouse often feels like. We recently moved to Germany, and before moving out here, I was asked so many questions. I cannot even tell you so many questions about what the game plan was. When are you leaving? When will your stuff be moved? Where will you live? Oh, what are you going to do about the baby? Will your husband leave before you, or will you travel together? What will you do if you have to move alone? I could go on and on and on, but I think you get the picture. I was asked so many questions, and I appreciated the interest and concern. Don't get me wrong, but every time, my answer was the same. I don't know. That's the best I could do. I don't know. I didn't have answers to the questions. Every single time I thought I had an answer, our timeline or our situation changed, and everything was null and void, and a reset took place which prompted updating all my loved ones over and over and over on a plan that would and did change several more times. It is completely exhausting, not only trying to mentally and emotionally keep up with your life, changing on a whim the way that it does when you're in the military, but it's also exhausting trying to update everyone that is interested in all the changes too. So on that point, if you're a military spouse, I want to let you know that it is okay to keep some things to yourself. You do not have to let everyone in the world in on every detail of what's going on behind the curtain of your life. Because to be honest, you might get a little burnt out on trying to maintain a never-ending pace of updating and updating and updating. It's totally within your rights to be told something And then wait until you've processed the information fully or things are finalized before you share the news. That new duty station that you're excited about or maybe not so excited about, um, you know, don't feel pressured to go and post a cute announcement until you're ready to receive the countless questions that are going to come along with sharing that news that's been slotted with. 
don't feel pressure, you guys, to share that news with everyone until you're comfortable with doing so. It's an emotional thing to come to terms with. And the time that you have with them before they ship out will truly be such precious, sacred time that it is 100% okay to be selfish and insist on soaking up special family time apart from everyone else in your life. Even if they love you, you guys come first. So to all you non-military listeners, maybe you have a loved one that's in the service. And I know that it's it's hard to always know what to say in the face of some of the challenges that they go through. But instead of making statements like, well, it's what you signed up for or what do you expect? I'd encourage you to say or do things like this instead. Are you ready? Number one, you could say, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm sure this is very hard for you. Or I'm sorry that you're going through this, but I want you to know that your strength amazes me. Or you could do things like, hey, can I bring you dinner? Or can I watch the kids for a few hours so you can rest or do whatever you need to do? And if you ask questions about their future and you get an I don't really know type of a response, okay, don't continue pestering them or peppering them with question after question. Just trust them. Trust that they will let you know the game plan just as soon as they figure it all out themselves, all right? One thing that I have found to be true of military spouses across the board is that they possess this sense of resiliency that is unbelievable. We push through pain, handle impossible situations, and rise above tragedy and heartache every day, and we are totally okay to do it. We're okay with the sacrifice because as hard as it is, we know that it's necessary. When we carry a pride for our country, that'll blow your mind. But the thing that we desire amongst one another and especially from our friends and family is acknowledgement. I'll say it again, acknowledgement. Dismissive and belittling remarks feels like a bucket of water thrown right on the flame of our hearts, which sometimes struggles to flicker. But when people don't look to fix things or say all the right things, and they simply listen to us vent or share our hearts, and when people acknowledge our struggle and praise our perseverance, and when people encourage us to stay strong and let us know that they are there to support us in whatever ways we need during our time spent separated, that, my friends, is a giant bucket of gasoline cast on the flame of our heart, and it helps us to fiercely burn bright. So one of the most helpful things you can do if you've ever asked yourself, how can I help this military loved one that I have? Know that it's this. It's not always to say the right thing, but sometimes simply to just listen and acknowledge the hard that we're going through. You don't have to fix it all. You just have to be there. You just have to love us, support us, encourage us, and acknowledge what it is that we are sacrificing and how it is that we're struggling. So I pray that this episode has helped each of you listening to better understand how to lovingly fan the flame of a military family instead of putting that flame out, even if by accident. Well, there you have it, friends. I hope you enjoyed that blast from the past. And beyond that, that the message of today's episode really hit home in your heart, that you know that even if people say the wrong things, 
things or they do the wrong things, that at the end of the day, you serve a God who never gets it wrong, who never messes up and who never makes a mistake. And if someone hurts you with their words, if they do things that just feel like such a betrayal, I encourage you to press into God, to give it to him, to forgive the people who might not know what they're doing. That was what Jesus literally said on the cross, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And if Jesus on the cross can forgive the actions and the words of those who were literally killing him, we can find it in ourselves to call on God to allow us to forgive those who hurt us with their words and with their actions. We can say, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. We understand what we go through as military wives, but for everyone who does not understand what this life entails, let's show them grace. Let's offer them forgiveness and remember that Jesus will never disappoint us. And that is your hope on the home front. Thanks for tuning in. From our heart to yours, we hope that this podcast is your go-to place for encouragement on the home front. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode by having you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us at HFH underscore ministries or on Facebook at Homefront Heroes Ministries so we can get connected with you, get to know you more, and hear from you firsthand what specific encouragement you're looking for. This is home. This is the place to have the hard conversations. And until we chat next, get out there and find the joy.